Shalea Marathon Show. BitMEX, the OG crypto derivatives platform and the best place to buy your Bitcoin. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Leia Hyopan show. Today, we have a brilliant conversation. Um, we're talking about something which I've actually never spoken about before. We are talking about Bitcoin and healthcare. Pretty wild, so make sure you stick around. Um, now, before we do get into this, um, I do want to let you know that it is sponsored by um, BitMEX, the OG crypto derivatives exchange. They now actually have a spot exchange for you to buy and sell your crypto, especially in a bear market with this kind of volatility that we're seeing. You need a name that you can trust. And BitMEX sets the standard for reliability, performance, and transparency. And of course, has proven itself through uh, multiple market cycles and it has stood the test of time. So very important um, with all the volatility that we have right now. And they're actually giving away um, $1 million in USD prizes um, to um, anybody that gets involved with the BitMEX spot exchange. So all you have to do to enter is trade the equivalent of $250. So if you do want to buy the dip, probably a good place to buy the dip. <laughs> so you can actually um, grab some Bitcoin during the crash and um, yeah, try and enter into that. You can actually enter up to 25 times and one lucky winner will even receive $500,000 in Bitcoin. So I'm going to leave the de uh, the description and everything that you need, the links and everything like that in the description below. So take a look um, and maybe try win yourself some Bitcoin um, up to $500,000 and $1 million. That's pretty cool. Um, okay, guys. So like I said, we are talking about Bitcoin and healthcare. Um, money and therefore the central banks really are at the center of everything. So I'm so excited today to bring on Andy Shunova, the CEO of CrowdHealth. Let's bring Andy on. Andy, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. It's so good to have you. Um, like I mentioned, this is a topic that I've never spoken about before. Um, I think, you know, people throw out the term Bitcoin fixes this and often mm. it's quite cringy. Um, but apparently there's a way that Bitcoin does help uh, the, um, the medical and healthcare system. Mm. Um, so let's just start by you introducing yourself um, and explaining how you got into healthcare and Bitcoin. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been in healthcare for about 15 years, um, started doing healthcare by um, it's called remote patient monitoring. So we had a company that was monitoring folks with chronic conditions out of their home. So if you had diabetes, let's say we would be monitoring your glucometer. And if your blood sh sugar spiked, then we'd say, okay, something is going on here. Let's get involved. So we had a call center of lots and lots of nurses who are watching that information to try to keep you from going into the hospital. Um, sold that company back in 2014. Um, and in the United States, I know you're abroad, but in the United States, um, we have, most of us have health insurance through our company. But since I sold my company, I didn't have health insurance anymore. So I thought that I could go to healthcare.gov, um, which is a, a marketplace here that's basically standardized by the government to help people get health insurance. And um, so I went and got uh, health insurance for my wife and my two girls, and it was 1200 bucks a month, and it was an $8,000 deductible, which means I'm paying 1200 bucks a month, and then the first $8,000 of any of our health expenses. So I'm, I'm a good 20, what is that, 22 grand in before the health insurance company pays pays anything. And uh, I just had a bad, bad experience where my, my little one was having recurring ear infections, and the uh, doctor said she needed to get tubes in her ears. So he did that and the health insurance came back and said they weren't gonna pay for it. So the surgery was $8,000, it was 15 minutes. So $8,000 in 15 minutes. I mean, 
I kind of joked that we'd all love that hourly rate, right? Yeah. Um, and so I was like, at that point, I was like, man, screw this. Like, I, if you're not going to pay for my health care, then um, I'm, not, I'm not interested in doing this. And so I've actually been uninsured for the last at least two years, probably two and a half years. Um, and it's been, been awesome. Um, it's been, <laughs> been a, free, a pretty freeing thing. I, I also joke that the, the, over the last two years, I've ditched health insurance and I have bought Bitcoin, which to me are two of the most freeing things that you can do in, in the United States. That is so crazy. I'm so excited to get into this. I just, I can't believe the way um, the healthcare is in the US. I've been reading a lot about it. I've been asking um, quite a lot of different people because obviously I knew we were going to have this conversation. Um, and it really, it blows my mind because we complain about it in the UK, um, but we can see a doctor for free. Mm-hmm. We can see a doctor on the same day for free. We can get private medical cover for, for 70 pounds um, a month. And that covers everything. There's no, there's no like, you know, you need to get in a car accident, nearly die, pay 20 grand, and Mm -hmm. then you get insured and then you get cover. It it Mm -hmm. blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, it's it's one of those things where you you can choose cost, quality, and time. That's kind of like the triangle that you have to deal with, right? If you want something that is low cost, you're either going to have to pay a lot for it or you're going to have to wait a long time to get it. and, you know, here in the United States, it's, you know, pretty high quality, very high cost, um, but we can step in and, and see, you know, a provider, you know, right away. And the, the rip against other plans, you know, Canada has a, a socialized system, the UK has a socialized system, is that, you know, it takes a while to get into some, see some of those, those specialists. Um, and that's sometimes the case and sometimes not the case. I mean, I think the question more, um, you know, plainly is, do you want the government involved in your healthcare, mm. right? And, you know, I talk to a lot of Bitcoiners and most of them say no. I talk to other Bitcoiners and a lot of them are like, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's way, way cheaper, so why not? I mean, I think you can make a really good argument here that if you don't want the government involved in your dollar, your, your money, um, then you probably don't, and you really truly want to be a, a sovereign, you know, individual, then you probably wouldn't want the government being involved in in choosing what you can or cannot consume in terms of of healthcare. And so, yeah, and go ahead. Well, sorry, no, no, go on, Andy. Go on. So, if you want kind of the the purest, you know, sovereignty, then what it should be is I should be paying for healthcare not through my taxes, not through my company, but myself. Um, and being able to choose what I want to consume and what I don't want to consume. There's this kind of overarching view, at least through you know, the left and through pro-government folks, is that we're not smart enough to make decisions about our own health care. And so we need others to tell us how to do it. And I just don't believe that. You know, I, I don't believe that, that that should be the case. Um, and sure, we should rely on doctors to help us make decisions, but ultimately they should be you know, our decisions and not the government's decisions on what what type of healthcare we should be able to consume. Yeah, absolutely. For those who are just tuning in now, um, we're basically talking about Bitcoin and healthcare um, and how Andy um, is, uh, he, he started this company called CrowdHealth and CrowdHealth are essentially um, merging Bitcoin and healthcare together. So we're going to try to figure out whether uh, Bitcoin truly fixes the healthcare system. But mm-hmm. before we go into that, I really want to just sort of unpack like what is wrong with the um, with the healthcare system. But before that, 
um, you know, you talk about being that sovereign individual. I'm intrigued. What is it about Bitcoin um, that you're interested in? You know, why didn't you think about making something with, um, I don't know, Ethereum or what, what other cryptocurrencies? Like, why did you want to mix healthcare with Bitcoin of all things? Yeah. And so, you know, one of the big ways that health insurance works is that I put my premiums in every month. Like I said, with me and my, my family, I was putting $1,200 in every month and I didn't see it. Right. It disappeared. It went to this black hole of health insurance land. And in essence, what the health insurance company does is they have this big pool of, of dollars, you know, sitting in a bank account. It's called a risk pool so that if anybody has a really big health event, they'll be able to use that risk pool to pay for that health event. The problem with that is that that pool of dollars is melting. You know, we had 9.1% inflation, you know, last month that pool of capital is, is, is going down in terms of value. And therefore, to replenish it, you have to pay more into that pool of capital. And so with healthcare, not only do we have an inflationary impact that we're seeing, especially over the last six months, we're also seeing a systemic inflation um, because of government regulation that over the last three decades, healthcare prices has, have gone you know, through the roof. So we have these two inflationary impacts on that pool of capital that said, hey, hold on a second here. Um, if we can pay for healthcare in a different way, we get rid of the systemic inflation. If we can hold that pool of capital in Bitcoin as opposed to dollars, then you get rid of the, inf the m money supply issues that, that are driving inflation. You get rid of both of those and you really can disrupt the way that healthcare is being paid for in this country. And so... That's why Bitcoin was so interesting to me. And, and in fact, I was talking to Jimmy Song, who I know you know, many of the people watching this. He's a friend of mine. I live in Austin. And we were at lunch, and I was telling him about my fiat version of this. And he's like, dude, Andy, if you can do what you're doing in the fiat and introduce Bitcoin into this, you will have you know, a killer you know, service because you're getting rid of that money supply inflation um, and that's what really turned me on to it. So I got orange pilled by Jimmy and the, my business model is way, way better since I got to incorporate Bitcoin. That's really cool. We'll, we'll get into all of that. Um, so, but, you know, you talk about um, the price going up. Um, you mentioned inflation, um, but overall, I just I just can't attribute the medical uh, system in the US to inflation, obviously. So can you break down for us, you know, why it's such a mess? I mean, yeah. somebody just, by the way, wrote in the comments now in France, it's only one euro. Um, I know they have crazy taxes there, but you have crazy taxes here in the U.S. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the reason why it's so screwed up in the United States is um, the, the buyers of healthcare are health plans. So they're the ones that are ultimately paying for your healthcare. If I were to go and slip and tear my ACL, um, you know, and I had health insurance, the health insurance company would be the one that is paying for that health event. They have a contract with the local hospital. They have a, a, a rate that has been agreed upon. They're the buyer, okay? Um, the seller of healthcare are big hospital systems. And so um, we have this crazy thing in the United States where if I put, if I pay $1,000 per month to the health insurance company, they can only make $150 off of me in profit. And administrative right. costs. Okay, and so um, so for them to make their their profit generating you know organizations, and so for them to get more profit, the only way they can do that is to have my premium go up, right? Mm -hmm. So if they wanted to make ten percent more, one hundred and sixty five dollars a month on me, 
my premium would have to go from a thousand to eleven hundred and fifty dollars, right? Um, so they're actually incentivized to make more profit and therefore incentivized to see my rate go up every every month. So the buyers of healthcare are incentivized to see the price go up. The sellers of healthcare, the hospital systems, they're the ones you know providing the services. They clearly want the price to go up. They want to get paid more for their service. And so it's this weird thing where it's so perverse, the buyers of healthcare and the sellers of healthcare want the price to go up. And therefore, the price is going to go up. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not that hard to, to understand when you kind of understand the true incentives of these organizations. Everybody wants the price to go up, and therefore, that's what happens, unfortunately. <laughs> And I think as well, um, you know, you talk about these incentives, but there's a lot of talk about corruption in the uh, medical industry. Um, I'm interested um, to hear your take on that. Yeah, there is. I would say it's probably 5%. I mean, it's not a lot. I mean, there's, right. there's corruption out there. Um, I, I, I generally think that 95% of doctors who are the ones who are ultimately kind of saying, Hey, this is what I, I, the medical procedure I want you to, to, to do to, to cure you, whether it be an injury or an illness. They then have to go to the health plan and say, please, health plan, will you allow me to perform surgery on Andy because he tore his ACL? That health plan then can say, yes, they'll pay for it, or no, they won't pay for it. And so, um, you know, there, there, there is a little bit of corruption there. It's not a ton. It's, it's probably five, maybe 10% of the total cost in, in the country, but it is, it's not one that, that massively moves the needle one way or the other. But I think in that example, the, the important part of that is it's not your doctor ultimately making the decision. It's the health plan ultimately making the decision. Right. And in the NHS, or if you're in Medicare or in Medicaid or whatever, it is the government ultimately making the decision whether or not they're going to pay for that service. And that's one where I was like, hey, let's take the, the big health insurance plan. Let's take the government out of this and let it be between you and your doctor. And you all can decide mm. you know, what you want to pay for or not pay for for your, your health. What about monopolies in the healthcare mm. industry um what what's going on there that could potentially you know be pushing these prices up yeah so i i live in austin um we have two big health systems in austin it's called saint david's and ascension and if you think about united healthcare or one of the other big health insurance providers coming to austin they have to have those two health systems because nobody's going to choose United Healthcare if they don't have both of them. They want access to all of those resources. And so you, you basically have a duopoly in Austin negotiating against United Healthcare. And so even if United wanted to negotiate against these two hospital systems, they can't. Right. You know, I, I make a claim, and I truly believe this, that I have more negotiating power with the local hospital system than United Healthcare does, which is. I think the seventh largest company by revenue on the planet, you know, and so that's one of the benefits of me buying my healthcare as opposed to United. I have more negotiating power than United Healthcare does in getting a really good price for my for my service, um, and and that's one of the challenges that we we see with our current system is you've got somebody who's supposed to negotiate on our behalf who is not negotiating on their behalf because they don't want to, and they, don't, they can't really negotiate on their behalf because they're negotiating against a duopoly. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you have very concentrated power on both sides, which ultimately leads to just higher prices. And that's what's really screwed up our system. So what is CrowdHealth? How are you trying to basically change that? So CrowdHealth is basically an alternative option for people in the US? Yeah. You know, so when I um, had that situation with my daughter and the the uh, health plan said that they, they wouldn't, it was medically unnecessary and so they wouldn't cover it. I I spent the next two years um, put coming together, putting together some tools that said, hey, if I wanted to live outside the health insurance space, if I wanted to make my own sovereign choices about what happens with me and my family's health care, then I got to put, you know, I got to figure out how to do this, right? So mm-hmm. we put together some tools that allow us to, to operate effectively outside of, of, of health insurance. And so, you know, we have unlimited access to virtual um, primary care physicians. I can go on today. I can talk to a primary care physician about whatever's going on with me. I pay a certain amount per month, no incremental cost to doing that really inexpensive, which is awesome, right? Um, I have access to really low cost prescription drugs, which is great. Um, I take out the insurance plan and what they call the pharmacy benefit manager uh, here in the United States, which is the two primary drivers of cost. And I can go almost directly to the drug companies and get much better pricing than United Healthcare can get even. Mm. Um, And then I have this community of people that I'm a part of. So if I have a really big health expense, then these community of people can pitch in to Andy's health expense. So if I tore my ACL, um, the health plan generally would be paying like $20,000, $20,000 to $22,000 for that ACL. I can pay in cash $12,000 um, for that same um, surgery. So what United Healthcare will pay for $22,000, I can pay $12,000 in cash. Um, so then the question is like, how do I get cash to pay for that? Not a lot of people have $12,000 hanging around. So in crowd health, what happens is, is we got a community of people. I pay the first 500 crowd health goes out and crowd funds the remaining 11,500. And I, we do that. We've done that on in an average of three days. Um, so mm-hmm. within three days, you can get the remaining 11,500 to pay for your, your ACL um, replacement or your ACL repair. Um, so we're saving you a ton of money. You're paying for it in cash. Um, and it's just all around a better system to be able to, to do that. So how are you able to access um, cheaper uh, surgeries Yeah. Um, and cheaper prescriptions? Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the ACL. Um, yeah. If you got paid by a health plan, you'd get paid $22,000. But... You have to bill for that. So um, I was talking to one orthopedic surgeon. He's got eight billers for every doctor. Right. So those eight billers are costly. They are expensive. <laughs> um, they also have to use their, the software that they use is the one that actually bills it. And that software takes another six or 10%. Plus the, the, the doctor has, spends about 30% of his time dealing with health insurance. Um, so if he could get that 30% back doing surgeries, he could make a lot more money. Yeah. Plus they don't get paid by the health plan for 60 to 120 days. I'm paying for that, that, that on the day of the surgery. So all of these things, the doctors look at this and say, wow, like I want to get paid in cash on the day of, of the surgery. Um, and I will give you a re- significant reduction in, in doing that. 
So for all of those reasons, doctors, when I talk to them, are the most excited about this because they get rid of all of this administrative burden um, and get paid in cash on the day of the surgery, which they love. So that's the core of how we're able to do this is pay doctors in cash on the day of the surgery. And ultimately, we'll pay them in Bitcoin via Lightning on the day of the surgery and my friction goes down even even more. You know, that's Have version, you done that before? Have you done two. that before? Oh, that's Not yet. Next year. Not next yet, year. but it's version two of what we're trying to do. Because you know, we're, we're telling all the doctors that we're working with, like, hey, can we pay you in Bitcoin? Um, and, and ultimately, they're going to start saying yes, and we're going to start doing it over with, with Bitcoin. So it'll be, it'll be fun once we can make that, that step. Oh, I believe it. Um, that's, that's only 12 months away, for sure. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's really interesting. Um, so you, know, you talk about uh, you putting down the first $500, um, mm. and then um, you know, you're, gonna, you're basically going to raise, I guess, 11500 So where yeah. are you getting that money from? Yeah, so um, all of our members put in about 175 bucks a month, every month, into an account. The account is theirs. And then when we try to crowdfund for that 11500 Crowd Health will go to all those people and say, hey, you have 500 bucks in your account. You know, will you use 50 of it to help Andy with his torn ACL? And then you Just have the- $50. Op- 50 bucks, right? You don't ask for much. No, it's, it's on average been about 50 bucks per person. So if you have four people yeah. in your, your, you know, your family, it's more than that. But it's on average about 50 bucks. So you have $500 in your account that you've put in, right? I'm asking you to use 50 of it to help Andy. And um, if you say yes, then I transfer $50 from your account to Andy's account. If you say no, then I move on to the next person. So um, you know, then the question is like, okay, so why would I help Andy, you know, with his torn ACL. It's not like childhood leukemia or something that's like tugs at your heart. We've got an internal system that says, um, you know, Leia has been asked 10 times and she's said no nine out of the 10 times. So Leia is not a very good member of the community. And so when Leia asks for um, others to crowdfund her health event, we tell her, we say it's Leia, you're not in the United States, but if you were, um, Leia is from X state, she has a torn ACL. She has a, a, a reputation score of one out of 10, which means she's not a very good me- member of the community. And she's trying to raise $11,500. The probability that Leia gets, I'm picking on you, but you know what I'm saying. The probability that Leia, that Leia gets, gets crowdfunded is really, really low because right. you haven't been a good member of the community. So there's a reciprocity engine that generates people saying yes and wanting to to give to the community but you can say no if you don't want to and that's Mm. that's your prerogative so you know i want it to be voluntary um and and the great thing about that too is if you say no and you leave crowd health the money in your account is still your money so we give that money back to you um Ah, it doesn't go into an insurance company and you never get to see it again it's actually your money it's sitting in your account and when you leave, we, we take an account closing fee, but anything above that, it's yours. Okay. Um, so, where, so where does Bitcoin come into it? You're putting in $175 a month um, dollars yeah. into an account, and mm-hmm. then what? And then um, if you're a part of our Bitcoin crowd, um, what, we have a group of just Bitcoiners who you will be funding other Bitcoiners' health expenses. Um, and so... Um, 
two cool parts of this. One is if you're a part of that crowd of the 175 bucks that goes in, um, 75% um, or a little less than 75% is put into Bitcoin. So we just oh, announced wow. a, a, uh, a partnership with Swan Bitcoin. Um, we put it into Swan and then you, you, you still have a little bit of cash in your account. So because we don't want you to sell your Bitcoin. Um, so you have cash in your account. You use that if I do crowdfunding. And if at any point you don't have any cash left in your, your account, then you have an option. You can either sell your Bitcoin or you can put a little bit more cash into your account. What we want people to do is put a little bit more cash in your account is leave your Bitcoin there, especially at 22,000 or whatever it's at today, right? Um, and so in essence, what you're doing is you're putting together your own little risk pool and it's full of Bitcoin. So mm -hmm. if you leave and Bitcoin goes from 20,000 to 400,000, like we think it will, you get all of that upside. Um, all of that appreciation of that Bitcoin is yours. Um, it's not ours. You know, health insurance companies will take your money and they'll invest it and they get the profit of that. No, no, no. You and you are putting it into Bitcoin and all that appreciation of that Bitcoin is yours. So we don't have any inflationary assets anymore. You have Bitcoin and you're, you're sharing your expenses with other Bitcoiners. Um, and I was in Miami, you know, what, a few months ago. And as I'm walking around and seeing these 20,000 peoples, like these Bitcoiners are young they are in yeah. better shape than the general population. And so that's going to be the community of people in which you're going to be helping each other paying their, their, their bills. Um, and so, you know, it's a really good group of people to be, you know, helping out because they just don't have very high bills. You know, it's, <laughs> it's injury related bills like, you know, running or playing soccer or whatever it may be. Sorry, football, um, where you are, Leigh, I'm sure, um, as opposed to like, diabetes and obesity and, and, and cost related to that. So you're in a group of people who are taking their health care. They're taking personal responsibility over their own health care, which is the group of people that you want to be involved with. Um, so those are the two kind of cool components of what we are doing with Bitcoin is you get to hold some of your money in Bitcoin and you're a part of a crew, a crowd of Bitcoiners. Um, and we, we think that's pretty cool. So you're not joining a crowd of severely overweight people who want to take no personal responsibility for anything that they do, eating terribly. I think Bitcoin is absolutely, they're carnivores, right? They're carnivores. Um, they're, all, they're all healthy folks. <laughs> or most though, anyway. No seed oils, none of that. That's right. So well, funny. and it's, it is true. Like, I, I mean, it these Bitcoiners true. are, you know, actuarially better off than than the general population. They take personal responsibility for their own their own healthcare. You know, and I think that's important too. The third component of a Bitcoiners that I think is a really cool characteristic is if you have a system in which you think you're getting screwed, which is our current healthcare system, we have a a a psychological component to this is I want to take as much out of the system as possible. Right. I mm. want to consume as much because I'm getting screwed by the system. Whereas if you have a system of people who are Bitcoiners and you know that if you try to take, you know, be a leech on the system, it's just impacting your other Bitcoin folks. Right. Like you're going to make better healthcare decisions if you don't try to 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 suck the system out as as much as as you can. Right. Um, yeah. So there's a psychological impact here, too, that just the consumption of resources goes down 
because you know you're in a group of, of your people, right? Like this is my tribe. Um, and we think that has a pretty big component of reducing healthcare costs as well. Yeah, no, that is really interesting. And so you said 75% of what you put in a month goes into Bitcoin. Yes. That's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting chunk. It's not like a small amount. So whatever's left in fiat, that's essentially what you would use to fund other people's procedures? Yes, that's right. And, and we've been going on about a year now, um, and we have used sub 25% of the money that people have put in for health events. Um, we think the Bitcoin crowd is going to use even less than that. Um, mm. And so we think that 25% is the right number. And, you know, at some point, if we have to, you know, increase it to 30 or 35%, you're still putting in, you know, 65 or 70% of Bitcoin. So we want kind of all the excess funds to be put in Bitcoin and, and um, you know, that we'll, we'll, we might have to go up and down based upon, um, you know, how, how the, the crew is doing. But again, there's an, another incentive for people to be like, look, let's not consume bad health care. Um, let's, let's consume it wisely. Um, and so we can keep the, as much as possible going into Bitcoin and as little as possible going into, into fiat. Um, you know, let me give you just a quick example of this where, you know, we had somebody, uh, the other day go and get, get labs, just their, their annual labs. You know, you go and get your blood drawn and they went to a location where that, those labs were $500. Right. We had, we had a location um, like five minutes, it was like two miles away that we could have gotten the exact same labs for 50 bucks. So a 90% oh, wow. reduction in a five minute car ride. Right. And so, you know, I think that Bitcoiners are the ones that are like, dude, I'm not going to, you know, get scammed by this guy who's going to do $500 for something I can get for $50. And so, you know, if you called us, if that person called us and said, hey, where can I get my labs from? We could have told them there was a place two miles away that you could have gotten your labs, right? Um, and so that's, that's, those are the decisions that you can make around your health care that significantly impact the cost of, of health. Um, it's not a consumption issue generally. It is a price issue. So mm. we can find a really good price um, for you, you know, almost anywhere you live in, in the country at, at a really high quality doctor. If you just call us and let us know that you're, you're headed that way. So what exactly do you cover then? Because um, if it's a $500, uh, you have to pay first $500. Mm-hmm. What if you just want to go see a doctor? I don't know if you have a sore throat or something. Like, how does that work? Yeah, so if you want to go see a doctor for a sore throat, well, that would typically be an urgent care visit. So you can go on our app, you know, you just head, head to the app, you head urgent care. And within two minutes, you'll be able to talk to a doctor and say, hey, I have a sore throat. What do you recommend? They can give you a prescription at the local pharmacy, you know, within minutes. You know, I had a, mm. I had a buddy, you know, five or six weeks ago. He woke up. He didn't feel well. He talked to an urgent care doctor virtually over our app. That urgent care got, doctor got him a $6 prescription at the local pharmacy and within, because he thought he had strep, um, he did. And within 24 hours, he felt much better. And he's like hardly even had to leave his house. Um, and it's like for us, the people in our 30s, right? Low, late 20s, 30s, early 40s, like I don't want to go to a hospital. I don't want to go to a doctor's office. I want to do as much virtually as possible. And so you can talk to a doc anytime you want virtually and it costs you nothing.
Um, oh, wow. That's all part of your membership. And so that's what we're trying to push people to, to is say, hey, talk to a doc virtually. You don't have to go anywhere to do that. You know, we can, we can get you nine times out of 10 what you need without actually having to go in and see the doctor. And, you know, what are they going to do, you know, live anyway? Not, not a whole lot. Like, listen to your mm. heart. I mean, we can tell if what, our heart's racing or not. <laughs> what if you need, like, what if you, I don't know, what if, like, they need to see you or if you have, like, a rash on your body or something? Like, how does that work? Yeah, one of our initial, one of our initial uh, uh, health events over a year ago was a, a rash that one of our, actually, employees had um, who was on Crowd Health. And so yeah. she went on urgent care. She took a picture of her, the rash. She, you know, sent the picture to the doctor. The doctor was like, it's either A, B, or C. You know, let's try one, and if it doesn't work, we're going to try the next and try the next. And after two visits, she got it figured out. Um, and it was all done remotely. And so if and there covered. is... And, co- and covered. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It was a part of her membership. Um, and so she didn't pay. I don't, I don't think she hardly paid anything as a part, part of that. Maybe just a little bit for prescriptions, but it was mm. a... I think it was, you know, a $50 prescription or something like that. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, Even that $50, like this still blows my mind because in the UK, I don't think I've ever paid more for a prescription than like eight pounds. I think prescriptions are eight pounds. I think there's like a, a cap on it. But, yeah. but we're paying national health insurance to compensate for that. That's so. a whole different story on prescriptions. Like our government, for some reason, won't allow our Medicare to negotiate with the pharmaceutical companies. And so... Um, you know, we, we pay in the United States, I think two or three times as much as the next person pays for all of our, our prescription drugs. And it's all the lobbyists, you know, on behalf of the pharmaceutical companies who are, you know, giving lots of money to politicians. Um, you know, and it is truly like a medical industrial complex, you know, it's the lobbyists are paying the politicians, the politicians are making rules, the rules are impacting our healthcare and increasing healthcare. And until you can, you know, get rid of the lobbyists, um, it's just not gonna, not gonna happen. So it's a totally screwed up system over here. And has, um, and you're new, right? How long is it? You said like a year, one year, yeah. Mm -hmm. So naturally anything that's new, people might feel like there's some risk there. Mm. Um, So have you been able to genuinely cover every single uh, medical issue that's uh, one of your members has brought up? Every bill that has been submitted to us for crowdfunding has been crowdfunded. Um, and it's been crowdfunded in three days or less. And so, um, you know, we have a, a group of things on our website that you can go and take a look that we, we will not crowdfund for. So, you know, any cosmetic stuff, we, we're not going to crowdfund for, you know, a butt implant. Like, just not going to happen, right? We're not doing that. Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah. And so, and you know, and so the, the other thing is if you have a pre-existing condition, meaning you have a condition before you join, we want you to be a good member of our community and, and, and own your fair share of that. And so you're responsible for it for the first year. Right. Um, and then in the second year, we'll fund up to $25,000 of it, $50,000 a third year and a hundred thousand dollars a year in the fourth year. So mm-hmm. If you have diabetes or something, right, you would own the cost associated with that diabetes in the first year, and then we would start funding it from the community in the second, third, and fourth years. Um, and so we just don't have a lot of people that have chronic conditions join, um, but we have a lot of people that have you know, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, things like that, because uh, the, the, the prescription drugs to take care of that. Are, are pretty inexpensive, maybe expensive to you, but you know, it's, it's, you know, 40 or 50 bucks a month for 
high blood pressure and high cholesterol type of, of medications. And so people are being like, you know what? I'm saving several hundred dollars a month by joining CrowdHealth. I will pay 50 bucks for my medications, knowing that in year two, the, the crowd will help out with that. That's so fascinating. So if you become ill for whatever reason, you know, and it's not just a doctor now, you know, you, you, you'd like to go see an mm -hmm. expert or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much people charge in the US. In the UK, for example, um, if you want to see like, uh, I don't know, an expert, you'd pay, let's say like 100, 120 pounds an hour to see a consultant. Um, would do you cover that or not? Because it's, it's under that $500. Yeah. So for any injury or illness, the first 500 bucks is yours. Um, so if you have, you know, my, I'm going to keep using my ACL tear and I go to an orthopedic surgeon, that orthopedic surgeon is going to charge you 250 bucks to see him. Um, mm. and you probably will, you know, you'll have a couple of visits before you go. So you'll be responsible for that. You'll, you'll fund that first 500 and then anything above that 500, we will go out and fund from the community. Um, okay. and so that's how that works. So yeah, you're responsible for the first 500 bucks of anything, but here's the key to that, right? Is a lot of people will go to the ER, right? And you have no idea what it's going to cost when you go to the emergency room. You know, you can go to the emergency room and if you have a five or six or $7,000 deductible, um, you're responsible for the first five, six or $7,000 of that. Whereas with crowd health, if you go to the ER, um, it's going to be greater than $500, but you're going to pay the first 500 and then we're going to crowdfund the rest. So mm -hmm. there is a bit of a peace of mind to say, okay, you know, I'm not going to get a hit up with a $10,000 bill that I'm going to have to pay. I don't have $10,000 in my, my bank account. This is going to put me bankrupt. And in fact, 250,000 families last year who had health insurance went bankrupt due to a healthcare event. And that to me is what we want to get rid of, is get rid of any kind of bankruptcies related to, to healthcare. Um, and in our year, we've had zero. So, you know, insurance companies, 250,000, you know, crowd health, zero is so far as is the scoreboard. This looks like a pretty good scoreboard. It, again, it just blows my mind. Like, because I am somewhat of a libertarian. Um, so I do think, you know, it's down to the individual. Um, but being from the UK and having the NHS as something always to fall back on um, when it comes to, uh, you know, medical expenses is just so different. Yeah. You know, it's it's shocking. It's just shockingly different. Um, and I hear a lot of uh, Americans actually go down to South America for um, medical concerns. Yeah. No. And, and I've I've heard that as well. I mean, I think the the, the bottom line of this is if you have a healthcare event, like a really expensive procedure that you have to have done, we will find you a place that can do it at a reasonable price. You know, we had a guy, uh, you know, a couple months ago, maybe it was three months ago, who had a, health, a heart problem in Wisconsin. And his local hospital told him he was, they would do the procedure for $83,000. We found him a hospital in the United States with a really good surgeon for $20,000. Okay. Wow. So saved 75%. He paid the first 500. We crowdfunded the remaining 19,500. And, and in addition to that, he was in Wisconsin. His doctor was in Oklahoma. We put him, him and his wife, two first class tickets to Oklahoma. We oh, put him at the, the, flights. the nicest hotel in Oklahoma City, which was a you know, four and a half star hotel um, for three nights, paid for all of his food and still saved, I think it was like 
$55,000 or something like that um, versus, you know, what his local hospital um, was going to charge him. So that's the price discrepancies that you can find in our in our country, which is is sad. I mean, Oklahoma City and Wisconsin are only a thousand miles apart and it's, you know, 75 percent different. That's that's how screwed up our system is. Yeah, that is absolutely insane. It just blows my mind. Um, and I'm learning more and more about this um, since, you know, I work with mostly Americans. I've, most mm-hmm. of my friends are American now at this point. So, um, yeah, I'm learning more and more about this. And so um, I want to go back to the Bitcoin aspect mm-hmm. of it for a second. So it's one seven five. Um, it's hundred seventy five dollars a month and 75 percent of that roughly goes into Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. How does it go into Bitcoin? You mentioned Swan. Like, how does that work? Yeah, and so the the money that is in your account gets transferred over to Swan. You open a Swan account when you join us as well, um, and so you will have full access to that 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 Bitcoin. We don't even have access to it. Our name's not anywhere on the account. It's all your account. It is a custodian account. I know that's not perfect for all the maximalists out there, but it's one where it's like, look, it's it's in your name. It's in Swan. Swan is a you know a, a, a well respected you know custodian. And so we had to do that for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, and we're actually working on is if you get a certain amount of Bitcoin in that swan that you can actually offboard that into a cold wallet um, because there's no need for you to hold, you know, $20,000 worth of Bitcoin in, in swan. Like that, that doesn't have the impact that, that we need it to have. We need a, a thousand or $2,000. So we're going to try to figure out how to offboard that onto a, a cold wallet that, you know, then you have the keys to that. Um, and so we're working on that right now. But in essence, what happens is, is you're going to join Crowd Health today. Um, and after f- uh, the first four months, it's, it's all cash. The fifth month, it's 75% Bitcoin, 25% dollars, and, and thereafter. So that's, that's the way that that works. So you actually have two accounts that you set up when you join us, a bank account and a SWAN account. Um, so I'm going to leave um, all the information in the description, guys. So if you do want to join CrowdHealth, I'm going to leave that all for you in the description um, after the conversation. Um, so if they do want to yeah, join, by the way, just it's, it's joincrowdhealth.com slash Leah. And if you do slash Leah, there's a special promo code for anybody who um, is listening to this. Um, so make sure you put Leia, L-A-Y-A-H, and as a promo code, and you'll get that that special promo. What is the special promo? It's ninety nine bucks as opposed to that one seventy five for six oh, months. Wow. So you get a significant reduction off of of what you're paying. And and here's why we're doing that is what we have found is when people join, they have almost no health events for the first three to six months, um, especially the Bitcoiners that we've seen. These are healthy people. They're coming in and they want to use our virtual docs, which don't cost the community anything. We pay for that. We pay 100% for that. And so the costs are just so low over that first six months that we're, we're re- reducing the costs um, for, for all the, your listeners. And um, so use Leia um, as your promo code. And so you, and if for whatever reason people want to leave and, you know, say they every month they're putting in 175 or $99 or whatever it is every single month and say they want to leave, um, they get that money back basically. Any money that they haven't used for crowdfunding. So let's just say that I've been around for 10 months and I have, you know, $1,500 in my account and I've used $300 of it for crowdfunding, which means I have $1,200 left. 
Um, Crowd Health takes a $250 close fee because we have to shut down your accounts and all that kind of stuff, and then you take the remaining. So I don't know what I don't remember exactly what the math is, but in that situation, you would take a thousand bucks back with you, and we yeah. would we would wire it back to your your personal account um, if you yeah for any of the money that you haven't used for crowdfunding. So that's one of the huge benefits of this. It's not like you're just throwing money away; it's still yours. You still have access to it and total control over it. Yeah, that is one of the most attractive things about it because what freaks me out about the U.S. healthcare system is. Is it some in some ways cheaper to just not get healthcare? Because like if you're paying a thousand dollars a month, right, for like two years, twenty four thousand mm. dollars, and then you have this one health scare or whatever it is, and you know you have to pay for it. I mean, yeah, it's sort of cheaper to not do it. We have thirty million Americans that don't have health insurance, right? And so they they have found, and it's a lot of people who are our age, right? Late 20s to early 40s. And they're saying, hey, I, you know, if I get hurt, I'll figure it out. Um, but I don't want to pay, you know, 500. If you go to the healthcare.gov, it's 400 bucks. And then you have a $4,000 deductible. So I'm paying $4,800 plus I have to pay the next 4,000. It's like 10 grand. So if I have any Ill, injury or illness under 10 grand, I'm better off being uninsured. And so I'm just going to mm-hmm. take the risk. Yeah, for us, no, I, I, yeah. Yeah. For us, it's like you're putting money into your account every month. And yes, you're helping the, the group um, with some of their big expenses, but you're also going to be helped with some of your big expenses, right? We'll crowdfund that. We'll, we'll help you crowdfund that. So, I mean, I think it's a perfect scenario for folks in their, you know, 20, late 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, and, you know, we have people having babies with us. I think we have 10 or 12 babies that are going to be born here over the next five or six months. So it's good for that too. Um, it's just, I think, a great, great opportunity for folks like, for, like us. If you're in the States, I'd, I'd get you to sign up. Um, but our average age is in the mid-30s. So okay. th- that is the average age. It's something like 36 or 37 is the last time that I, that I, when I looked. And something I, I wanted to ask you as well, which I, I forgot. Um, so it, it's that $500 um, premium that obviously you have to pay. Um, but say for whatever reason you wanted to go see a specialist in a certain area, not just a doctor, but an actual a consultant, mm. um, would you be able to direct to a consultant that would pay a lower cost, that would charge lower fees? Sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. And we and we have specialists internally, um, you know, a neurospecialist, a cancer specialist, those kind of specialists that it's it, we we, had, we outsource it to another company. But that is a part of um, if you were to come down with cancer today. We, we have Touch people. Wood, wherever the wood is. You yeah. don't have any wood. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what we say in English. Is that, is that not a thing knock that they wood, say in America? Knock on wood. Oh, we say touch wood. Okay. Touch wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we, we can give you resources. But again, even the cost of those resources to walk you through cancer yeah. treatment, that consultant, that is all crowdfunded. So, right. you know, you're still, if you get cancer today, you're paying 500 bucks. We're going to crowdfund the rest of, of that for you. Um, and again, we don't guarantee that we're going to be able to crowdfund it, but so far, you know, over hundreds of bills, we've been able to crowdfund every single one. So um, we don't promise that we'll get it crowdfunded for you, but we're we're pretty darn good at it. And you never touch the Bitcoin. It the, the money comes out of. So if somebody needs, let's say, fifty dollars, that would come out of the one seven five. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah, we well, we look- never touch the Bitcoin. We don't have access to it. We don't see it. It's yours, um, and so we don't. We don't, uh, we don't, we can't touch the Bitcoin. 
Yeah, no, I, listen, I think it's really fascinating. Um, you know, I, like I said, I've been doing a lot of research on the medical industry in the US at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's been um, a learning curve as a British person. It's been fascinating. Um, so if people do want to join CrowdHealth as their medical insurance and medical cover, um, you know, how can they stay up to date? How can they follow you? Obviously, like I mentioned, I'm going to leave a link in the description below. Um, but, you know, how can they get involved? Yeah, and just to clarify once, we're not health insurance, so um, we are an alternative way to pay for your health care. Joincrowdhealth.com slash Leia, um, and that's you know Leia's personal landing page there, so you'll have find all the information there. Um, join Crowd Health on Twitter, or Schoonover Andy is my Twitter, Twitter account, so um, you can follow me there too. You, you, we, we usually put all of our news out on Twitter first, given that's where our, our Bitcoin crowd is um, most of the time. Uh, so you'll, if you follow CrowdHealth or Schoonover Andy, you'll, you'll, you'll get the latest. That's great. Andy, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, do you have any last final thoughts you want to share with us about Bitcoin and you know, really having a, a form of medical cover, which is just totally outside of the government? Yeah, I mean, I think if you really want self-sovereignty, you want to take control of your money. Clearly, we're all into Bitcoin. Um, I got a significant amount of my worth in, in Bitcoin. And if you don't want the, the, the government uh, you know, telling you what to do with your money, I don't think you want the government telling you what to do with your body. And so yeah. um, you know, if you truly want to be self, self-sovereign, so, you know, sovereign individual, then come on over to us and you can choose uh, what healthcare you, know, you want and don't want. Um, so we'd love for you all to join us. Andy, thank you so much for speaking with me. It's so interesting. I love to hear, um, you know, different people and how they're sort of um, involving Bitcoin in whatever they're creating. Um, So thank you so much for coming on, Andy. Thanks, Leah. See ya. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, please don't forget to hit the like button and hit the subscribe button so you never miss a video. And we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. The Leah Hypan Show.